Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is... The first pick show of the season. That's right. It is Thursday, September 8th. If you are watching the show live on YouTube, um, it's Friday, September 9th. If you're listening to the show in audio form, as many people do, because it's a podcast, uh, we're going to give out picks for our best bets. This is our best bet show. Um, and uh, back in the saddle for 2022, Pete Prisco and RJ White. What's up, fellas? What's up? Let's go. How's Let's get the season on the road. I'm sick of the preseason. I was sick of it. Uh, week one, let's go. Oh, it's awful. It's gotten worse. And anybody who puts anything based on what happens in the preseason and what they think is going to happen in the regular season is misguided. You know, it's interesting that, um, I, I don't, this is the first time ever. I think we had two Bills fans on the podcast, RJ White, an actual Bills fan, and Pete Prisco picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I picked them to win it last year, and I think yeah, if they hadn't had a fan for years, oh, you did? If, they haven't had, if they haven't had a 13 seconds, they would have won the Super Bowl. They would have won it all. I'm convinced of it. A Bills Bengals so by the way, don't uh, championship game is good for your brand. By the way, don't go up there and mention that ever around anybody. <laughs> they get so mad about it. Really? Oh, yeah. Don't. I mean, I. I mean, I ambushed a couple guys two minutes. Like in players, not like not like fans, like players and like 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 so guys like, in the front office. Yeah, they don't like it. They <laughs> do not like it. I bet they don't. But I still believe had they handled those 13 seconds. They would have won it all. They would have beaten the Bengals and beaten the Rams. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that's probably accurate. It checks out. Um, all right. Let's uh, – oh, yeah. There's always no better feeling than sinking into the couch for a long Sunday of football. But you know what is better? Watching football on Sunday and having the chance to win free cash. The CBS Sports Football Pick'em, you can do just that. Get in the action this week to show off your knowledge with the chance to win the $1,000 weekly prize and the $100,000 jackpot. Get started now at cbsports.com slash play or from the more menu of the CBS Sports app. Once again, that's cbsports.com slash play or on the CBS Sports app. No purchase necessary. See rules for details. We will start. Actually, is this the Monday night game? 
This is no, no, no. Seahawks Broncos is Monday night. This is a regular Sunday afternoon game. I'm an idiot. Giants and Titans. The Titans are minus five and a half. The over under for this game, a ugh, 43 and a half. Not the sexiest game in the world, Pete, uh, but one that you've got a best bet on. I do. And it's on the New York Giants. And I know after what they did at the end of last season, it's hard to believe that. But I think new staff, I think Brian Dable is going to be a good coach. Uh, I also think that the offensive line with Evan Neal is much improved. And their pass rusher not being there for the Titans. They can talk all they want about him not being there. Not that big a deal, but it is a big deal. They don't have guys on the outside who are good, really that good at rushing the passer. Uh, not that the Giants are explosive on offense, but I just think that's going to be an issue for the Titans all year long. There's still questions about their passing game. Who's going to catch all the passes down there? And so for that reason... I think the Giants hang around in this one. I don't think they win the game, but I think they'll be in the game. The low total kind of keeps me in that direction even more so. So I'm going to take the five and a half. I know the line moved. Didn't it open at six and a half and it's moved down a little bit? Yeah, I believe that's correct. I wouldn't mind playing the Giants money line on this one. I think Tennessee Ooh. winning by six is at the top of the range of outcomes for this game. There should be some rain also, so I think a lower, little lower scoring game here. Um, I expect Daniel Jones to shine as long as he can hold on to the football. We know he's had fumbling issues, so you mix that with the rain, that could be an issue. I expect Sha- Saquon to shine. I don't know if he's going to go full Derrick Henry in this game, but but I expect a big game from him behind that that uh, improved offensive line. I think Tennessee's offense has to be at its best, have a shot to cover the spread, and uh, I'm not sure that they will be. That, that Landry loss is huge like you said, Bud Dupree is not a number one pass rusher in this league. And, and so I don't know how they're going to generate that pressure there. And I love backing new coaches, I think, are good in week one. And Brian Dayball's up there is like one of my favorite new coaches this year, obviously, with that Buffalo background. So I think the Giants hang around in this game like you do. I think it's low scoring the whole way through. I don't, I don't know that it ever gets outside the number. And I think the Giants have a chance to win. So I have the Giants plus five and a half as a best bet also. Mm. Um, I guess we should run back this parlay that didn't hit one time last year, uh, right? I mean... Can't lose, can't miss parlay, can't lose, can't win parlay. Yeah, we throw the Giants every week. We start with the Giants. Giants plus five and a half is the uh, first game of the year. It's right in there. You got to get the parlay (laughs) cooking. Why not? Um, All right, we'll start the parlay with the Giants plus five and a half. I don't have it as a best bet, but I mean, I I do agree that you know, um, if you just, I mean, you know, I mean, we we're trying to make these picks based on what we think these teams did in the off season and how that you know how you're how they're adjusting to you know, different circumstances, and there's no doubt about it that the Giants got better this offseason. I mean, even if Brian Dable has you know has some bumps in the road as a first-time head coach, he's still going to be a better coach than Joe Judge. And the Titans, like, I mean, I don't think they're, like, secretly tanking or anything, but when you when you swap out A.J. Brown for Traylon Burks, like, you have made a massive downgrade at the wide receiver position. You know, Ryan Tannehill looking over his shoulder a little bit. Um, yeah, I like the Giants in the spot. I, I remember what happened to the, to the Titans on opening week last week, last year at home. They got ambushed by the Cardinals. Oh, that's right. The the, the yeah. hot starting Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll toss it in there. Uh, speaking of the Cardinals, Chiefs at the Cardinals. This line has jumped up. The Chiefs are now minus six in Arizona with an over-under 53. Of course, Pete, uh, we don't have DeAndre Hopkins for the Cardinals. There is like the lingering homework clause from this offseason with with uh, Kyler Murray. Cliff Kingsbury seems to have hot, started hot and like cooled off quickly uh, late in the year. Do they start hot here against the uh, the Chiefs? I like the over in this game more than in any side. I, I think when I look at this, I think both, you know, there's questions, big questions in the corner position for Arizona. And I know people say, well, they don't have Tyreek Hill, but Andy Reid and gang will still be able to scheme things up. 
They'll still be able to make things happen in the passing game. I don't worry about Patrick Mahomes. And on the other side, look, the Chiefs, yeah, they got Karlaftis, and I think he'll help the pass rush, but they got to show me they can contain mobile quarterbacks and guys and, and slow down pass ru- with their pass rush. I don't believe they can early in the season. I think they will eventually, but I'm going to go with an over here. I think both teams get up and down the field, so I'll take the over 53 and a half. This line was three for much of the summer, and then it goes up to three and a half a few weeks ago, and then, I don't know, 10 days ago or so, it just flies up to six, and everybody reacting to that big news of Arizona's going to be missing dot, 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 nobody knows. It's just everybody was on the Chiefs, and and I don't know that there's any reaction to it why. So now I think that line probably should have been four, so I agree with the early move, but the Chiefs are, uh, the Cardinals are underrated here. So I have the Cardinals plus six as a best bet for me, even with the Chiefs as number two team in my power ratings, and that's just assuming that they'll be able to replace Tyreek with their collection of receivers. Every, they'll have a feature a different receiver every week is what, what it sounds like. Um, and so even making them the number two team, like I wouldn't make this line more than four because Arizona's not a bad team. You know, I, I have the one point better than average. They do know how to start fast, like you mentioned. Um, so I think even without DeAndre Hopkins, they can come in and have a good game here. And even if it's high scoring, cover through the back door, like Pete's saying, with that Chiefs defense. So plus six is way too high. I love, love jumping on the Cardinals here. It's a, there are a lot of um, pretty big spreads this week in terms of road favorites. You, know, you have the uh, 49ers at the Bears and then the Ravens at the Jets, Colts at the, at the Texans. All, all of those feature large spreads. It, it is such a weird move to get up to six. I don't want to bet against. Um, I don't want to bet against Andy Reid. Uh, you know, I, I understand the logic for taking the six, but I, I'm I'm also curious. You know, the the buzz that you get at, out of KC is like they're going to play really fast, right? And what will that look like if they come in and go? If they go just crazy tempo. Um, I, I think Mahomes is going to be fine. I think he and Andy Reid are both motivated to prove that it, it wasn't Tyree Kill. Um, so I mean, and I don't have the best bet on this game either, but I, I would I would lean towards the Chiefs, although you know that huge number on the road in Week One against a Cardinals team that's been good early in the season is, is a little uh, nerve wracking. Bucks at the Cowboys, man, Pete, what is going on with Tom Brady? Are you worried about Tom Brady's? Do you think Tom Brady loves football still? Oh, I don't think he, I don't think there's any question he still loves football. The question is, is what's he getting dragged in what direction? I mean, you know, I, I I thought all along that there was something there. You know, he they wanted him to retire. The family wanted him to retire, and he probably went against them, and they weren't happy about it. So uh, did the 10 days matter? No. Uh, would he have left to go film the mass Singer? Absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, that was the dumbest rumor out Still there. not proven false. Still not actually yeah, proven well, false until the mass Singer is revealed. He would not have done that. That's any. There are other guys that might have done that. That guy would not have done that. So no, no, absolutely no chance. That's true. Um, if it is, I, I'll I'll eat my words. But I, I can't imagine that would happen. And if it you is, to, you, have to write, goes, you have to write. I you have to type out. I am an idiot and print it out and eat that. Eat the piece of paper. If no, what I would do is he's an idiot if he did that. He, <laughs> and any other fair, and fair. any other player would be ripped for it. So. No, I don't think he did that. I think there's something else going on, but I I don't know how much a factor that's going to be with him. He's one of those guys, once he gets on the field, he's all zoned in anyways. I'm more concerned with what's happening in the middle of that line. Yeah. And when you look at that line, you know, the center position, Jensen was so important in what they did. The left guard is now, this. they lost their left guard, he retired. Then they had their other left guard go down. There's questions inside there. And the one thing Brady hates is interior pressure. Just hates it. I mean, most quarterbacks do, but he really hates it because he's not that mobile. So, I think that's going to be a problem. I know 
not having Tyron Smith is a problem for the Cowboys as well. I'm a big believer, by the way, in Tyler Smith. I always was. I thought he'd be a good left tackle at some point in his career. It's happening too early, but I think he holds up. I'm going to take Dallas in this game. I think the Cowboys are the play. I just think, you know, with Godwin being, we don't know where he is, and there's so much uncertainty with the Bucks on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Yeah, you're right, Pete. The, the Tyron Smith injury is what's being focused on in the market here with this line, but nobody's really kind of uh, accounting for the interior of that Bucks offensive line. So I do think, even though Cowboys don't have like a strong interior rush, I mean they can do things and they'll they'll rush Parsons from the inside and they'll they'll get after him and get in Brady's face and make him uncomfortable. Um, you know, Tampa Bay receivers question mark trying to get full strength there, like you mentioned. Maybe it won't matter because Brady's you know turned you know uh, you know garbage into gold before, but maybe it will. Um, you know, so the Dallas receivers also a question mark dealing with injuries on that side but at least they have Dalton Schultz and he can be a reliable number two option I believe you know big big fantasy ceiling for him everybody loves him in fantasy the Dallas defense traditionally plays much better at home it's a good home field advantage to have here and that's not being baked in and, and at, at a time when home field advantage is kind of going away it's worth less points than it normally is the Dallas defense is consistently very good at home so I like taking them here to upset Brady a little bit to go in and get a win I think this line should be pick them I'm hoping by kickoff we can get Dallas plus three, but since we're we're doing these, you know, on Thursday and, and locking in our picks, then my best bet is still going to be Dallas plus two and a half. Yeah, I think the Cowboys is the best bet at two and a half as well. And I was gonna I was gonna say the same thing on the three. Like this is the Sunday night game, so if you're watching the show on Thursday or listening to the show on Friday, uh, it would probably behoove you to wait. I would I would be surprised if it dropped down to two. Given the Tyron Smith injury, it seems more likely it goes to three as sort of, you know, the get back game where you can get Tom Brady on the road against, a, you know, an inferior opponent who just lost their second best player on their offense and is kind of banged up. People, I mean, people are just selling the Cowboys right now. Like people are not in on the Cowboys. That's why the Eagles are, are an equal favorite to win the division. It had been trending that way for basically all the offseason and um, eventually got there. Uh, you know, I think, um, I think Dallas is just live to upset the Bucs. You know, it's, the Tyron Smith injury matters a ton, but the interior stuff with the Buccaneers is such a big problem. I have the Bucs at plus money to win the division, and I'm getting, like, a little sweaty about it. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I would take it all day, but, you know, it's when Brady was retired, but it, at least making me a little nervous. I think Dallas gets the W here, one of several uh, home dogs who will win outright, including maybe another one on Monday night, Broncos minus six and a half at the Seahawks. The Russell Wilson revenge game, Pete, but it's also the Pete Carroll revenge game. Uh, Seahawks or Seahawks plus six and a half at home, over under forty four and a half. Yeah, this is a tough way for an NFL head coach to open up his season, his career on the road at Seattle. I mean, it, yeah, you have Russell Wilson. That's great. He he knows that building. He knows he knows how to play there. But he's on the other side now, and I think that's going to be a big advantage for Seattle. Uh, I worry about the Broncos a little bit on their offensive line as well. And I know Seattle's in rebuild mode, but they're rebuilding with young players who are, are going to be feisty, tough, aggressive week in and week out. I don't love the quarterback situation in Seattle. Who does? Uh, but they still have some playmakers on the outside. Get them the ball. Get them in space. And I think this is one of those games where it just looks like the spread is too much. And on in a primetime game at home, I'm going to take the Seahawks plus the six and a half as one of my best bets. 
I'm with you too, Pete. I couldn't make it a best bet, but my lean would be to Seattle. Um, you know, you look at Geno Smith last year. He took Pittsburgh to overtime on the road as a starter. He tied. He had New Orleans tied with two minutes left. Blew out Jacksonville as a starter last year. The offense wasn't great in a couple of those games, but, you know, the defense plays well and he can keep you in it. Doesn't make a ton of mistakes. With the weapons Seattle has, I'm not just marking them down for being terrible on offense. I think they can be decent. Um, Seattle's defense is going to want to be on top form facing Russ here. This is their Super Bowl. They know they're not going to the playoffs. They know they're not winning anything. So this is like we go in, we prove to Russ, you know, we still got something here. And this is the get up game for them uh, more than I think any other this season because of the quarterback on the other side. So I think the line is probably fair, but I would lean Seattle and, and go where Pete's going right here. I got Seattle as a best bet and I got the under as a, uh, as a best bet. I think you look at what this team did um, when Geno Smith was playing, when Geno Smith was starting for them, you mentioned they blew out um, Jacksonville 31 seven. That game still went under the week before that. The Saints, they lost 10 to 13 at home on Monday night football, I believe. And then against the, I guess Russ came back against the uh, Packers. Yeah, that's right. He came back against the Packers. It was largely ineffective. But in my mind, what Pete Carroll is, his goal this season is to make, to muddle everything to drag every opponent down to the mud, to run the football a ton, to play slow, to you to just not make mistakes and to try and create turnovers that you know and to, and to steal some wins along the way. Like that's he wants to steal his way to nine wins. Now will it work? I don't know. Um, but I think this is such a you know people talk you know people are going to talk about Russell Wilson and how he wants to come back in and get the win in in, in Seattle. Well, Pete Carroll would love nothing more than to make Russell Wilson look bad in his debut for Denver in C- when he's playing in Seattle. So I think it's an even bigger revenge game for Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. Um, I like them plus six and a half. I think this game goes way under uh, as a result of how Seattle is going to play this season. So give me Seattle and the under in so, that game as a best So bet. it sounds like we have our parlay, our parlay then. If we're going yeah, yeah, Cowboys. Like and, Cowboys. Uh, we like Seahawks and, uh, and Giants, right? Yeah. yeah. We, should we, right um, the, are you kidding me? Right off the bat? Yeah, Good coming out of the game swinging. Should, right, guys, uh, see you later. We, we got to take care of. See you later. Well, that's, that's great. Uh, you guys money line, the parla- money line that parlay, and uh, we'll see you in, in Bermuda. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, I mean, what, let me see what this, what does that money line parlay play? Hey, because I think all three of those teams are very live to just win outright, right? Yeah, Seattle will be tough, but. but um, yeah, maybe Seattle could win. I'm going to tell you, what the, I'm, I'm going to bring it up and find out what those. So we got the Cowboys. So we have the Giants plus 210 on the money line, Cowboys plus 122, and the Seahawks plus 222. That is a par- money line parlay that would pay 21 to 1. Not bad. A little sprinkle, baby? Winner. All right. So that's, uh, that's, the, uh, that's, the, three, that's the three-leg can't, can't lose parlay. Giants, Cowboys, Seahawks plus the points. A little sprinkle on it's the. It's way uh, too early in this show. To way have too early in this show. Way too early in this season to have the parlay <laughs> online. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's so you know that thing's rotten as rotten can be. <laughs> but it's, when you get it like in the first five games, we're going to parlay the lockdown. It is. We, we're going to get over on that thing so quick. Uh, Colts at the Texans. Another huge road favorite, uh, road chalk spread here. Colts minus seven. Over under 45 and a half. Pete, did you know that the Colts have not won a week one game since 2013? It's incredible. When you it's, think it's, about it's it. hard to do. And that's a good team. The Colts are a good team. I was up there. I, I watched them practice for two days. That's a good team. And then I think they're a better team than they were a year ago. I do think they're going to win the division. Uh, I think they're the best team in that division. I think Matt Ryan, you know how I feel about Matt Ryan. I think he's going to have a good year. But 
this number is bloated, and I think it came down a little bit already. Um, I think this number is way too bloated. It, sh- it shouldn't be seven on the road opening up against a division foe. You know how I feel about Davis Mills, too. I think Davis Mills is going to be a really good NFL quarterback, and I think he's going to have a big-time connection with Nico Collins this season. Uh, I look for them both to take their games to the next level. This game's going to get loose, and and I mm. think when it does get loose, I think I'm going to take the Texans plus the points as one of my best bets. I, I think Davis Mills plays well here and keeps them in the game. This line was eight. It did come down a point to seven. Pete, let me ask you something. Do you think that the, that road really matters in week one, considering all these guys have been off? There's not there's not really any fatigue, anything really going on. It's kind of I know you do have to go on the road and play in unfamiliar conditions, but it seems the most ideal you know situation you could do is play on the road in week one. So do you really think it matters? Yeah, it matters. It matters because you're not in your own bed. You're not you know you're traveling on a bus. It, it, believe me, you you know you've traveled before. Anytime you travel, I don't care where you're going, it wears on you a little bit. Would you so if you said like you know the standard home field advantage used to be three just on average so would you knock it down a little bit for week one just saying you don't have those fatigue factors those rest factors maybe it's two points now like what do you think maybe half maybe half a point yeah I would do that okay yeah I would lean to Texans too um, I think the line is, is pretty much fair you know we think Reich is a good coach zero and four straight up like like you were saying in week one zero and oh three and one against the spread as well it's crazy. Um, Indy has major question marks at left tackle. That, that kind of I know we all think Indy's going to be good. They're going to win the division, but we don't know what's going to happen at left tackle. It's just a gaping hole that they they never filled. Whereas other teams are bringing in Teron Armstead, and we consider this Tyron Smith injury is going to be huge for Dallas. But it's kind of like that that left tackle went unresolved for Indy, and and I don't know how it's going to look now. And I think the Houston defense has solid edge depth, so we'll see if they're able to to mix it up a little bit there. Um, Mills better than expected last year. Could take a step forward. He has a whole offseason to prepare his QB one, which you know is critical. You know, being able to get those snaps as a starter. I have Houston as tied for last in the power ratings, even with the upside I see there. I still couldn't get this line to eight where it was. I think seven is more than fair, but I would still lean Houston. Yeah, I mean, I would lean I would lean Texans here too, mainly because, like, I mean, I know that the, I know, I mean, it can't be like Frank Reich isn't good in week one, right? That just can't, I mean, I don't understand it. It's bizarre. 0-4 and 0-3 and 1 against the spread. That's in week one. That's crazy. That is that isn't good. That's for sure. No, that's not. It's not great, Bob. I wouldn't be astounded if the Texans won the game. To be honest with you, hmm. this is the survivor red flag. Like if you pick the Colts in your survivor league, you are flirting with. I, what would what would the? And I bet some a ton of people will take them too. Oh I'm, yeah, I, I'm taking them. You are. Yeah, I've I've gamed out. You know, the schedule on Sportsline. I put out a, uh, an article called uh, Survivor Strategy, where you go through the whole the whole you know every week of the year. You see where rest factors come into place. Um, you know, all those type of things, opponents, and then it just worked out where either you go with the the Colts or the 49ers in Week One. That's kind of like oh. the two options that that set up best for paths. And decided to go Colts. Um, you know, I, I like those. I probably go. I would probably gone the other way. I, yeah. I just didn't like Niners. how it worked out later in the year. I like saving the Niners for that Washington game in, I believe, week 16. Oh, wow. That's, that is true. Yeah. If, if you're alive in week 16, you're probably making Yeah, if you're alive in week 16, you might be the only guy alive in week 16. <laughs> you're playing against yeah. yourself in week well, 16. Well, I mean, you're, you're playing to win the whole pool. You want to be alive the whole time. But so the thing with San Francisco is, you know, we were high on, on Trey Lance, right? We'll, we'll get to that game in a minute, I'm sure. But if he is going to be bad, that situation will be resolved by week 16. So they're going to have right. as good an offense as they can in place by week 16. And so if you want to want to, you know, just hedge your bets to is that San Francisco offense going to be bad with Trey Lance at quarterback uh, and you don't want to play him in week one, that's the way you do it is playing the Colts now and then the 49ers later. All right, let's take a quick break and we come back more picks. 
the National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. Yeah. 25 Saturday nights, 50 matches, all season long on ION. Alan Frontal Williams slips through. Here's a shot. It's in. This is a game changer for sports. Sabina takes a shot herself. See the full schedule and find where to watch at IonNWSL.com. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount+. Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. The Packers, Pete's other Super Bowl team, right? Yes, indeed. Packers and Bills, old Chalky Prisco. Um, Brady Quinn's are, are the Packers the favorite in the NFC? Mm. Bucks, Bucks. Sure. I I like the Packers more though. Um, Brady said he went off script and went Chiefs Chiefs Packers. He's, 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 <laughs> Yeah, he's really off script. Are, are the Chiefs second? <laughs> yeah, the Chiefs are like the second favorite Super Bowl favorite. I mean, two, come perennial, on, we don't. two perennial underdogs that are never good. Yeah, <laughs> nobody <laughs> believes in Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers is a favorite in Minnesota where there is wholesale turnover for the Vikings. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers minus one and a half in the Vikings stadium over under 47, Pete. Yeah, I think this is a game where, you know, in, in the last four games, Rodgers has 13 touchdown passes and no picks against the Vikings, and he's only two and two, which is incredible when you think about it. Uh, I know he might not have Lazard in this game and his receivers are an issue, but that guy can throw to us three and still complete passes. I'm not worried about him. I think the biggest difference in the Packers this year will be their defense. I think the thing could be nasty. If everybody stays on the field, the secondary will be the best in the NFL. Mm. It will be the best secondary in the NFL. If, if Alexander and Stokes uh, stay on the field, and they will – back two are really good. They're going to be the best second there in the NFL. And Gary's going to be an emerging star as a pass rusher, adding the two defensive kids from Georgia, really going to help the defense. Kenny Clark can still play. I love the Packers' defense. I think Minnesota's going to be better on defense. I think Minnesota's actually going to be a playoff team. But I think this game's going to go a little lower scoring, and so I lean to the under in the game. This line feels about right. Uh, Packers are another team. I mentioned like the Cowboys being very good defensively at home. Packers are one that traditionally is much better at home on defense. So um, this game being on the road doesn't favor them there. I, I wouldn't play this game on the spread either way. It feels right. I, if anything, I would tease the Vikings up through three and seven to get to seven and a half. But but I didn't do that. I have a, a different teaser that I like that we'll get to in a little bit. So uh, I, I'm nowhere on this game. Just a lean probably on Minnesota if I had to pick him. I'm going the other way. I'm going to take the Packers as the best bet. Um, I feel like a total donkey doing it, and I don't really care. Um, Packers minus one and a half. I, I, like, I know it's their road game. Minnesota Stadium gets very loud, uh, but you got a first year head coach going up against you know one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. We don't know how this defense is going to look for Minnesota yet. If it's healthy, it could potentially be you know average, a little above average, maybe. Um, I, offensively, I think they'll be a, a, going to be much, much better. But as Pete pointed out, this Green Bay defense should be able to limit what they what the what the Vikings do offensively. Uh, I think Rodgers finds a way to win. I'll I'll lay the minus one and a half um, and feel like a 
total square doing it. All the Packers have to do is tell Kirk Cousins it's a big game and they win. Everybody, it's eight o'clock on Monday night. Uh, this <laughs> matters. It <laughs> becomes a different guy, year, right? Huh? Yeah, he did. Cousins beat him last year. Well, right? You know, he'll get that one interception. He'll get that glazed look on his face, and he won't come out for underneath. <laughs> well, it's not a prime um, time game, so he has that. We game. get to. By the way, we get to make that joke with Rick Spielman all year on Sundays. Oh God, oh, that's <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've already started. Believe me. What, what, do you, what does he say? He's like, I don't know, Pete. Oh, yeah, no, he he's a, he's a he's a Kirk Cousins apologist. Oh yeah, he's like Kirk's a great player. It's like, well, not in prime time. The Patriots at the Dolphins. Oh, God. This game is going to be hell for me one way or another. The Dolphins. If the Dolphins roll and are great, it's going to make my Twitter mentions a total disaster. Uh, Dolphins minus three and a half over under 46. Pete, is the bill. Is is this. Like, I mean, are we getting to the point where it's like people got to start asking questions about Bill Belichick? Like if this season goes south. If he gets this team to the playoffs, it's one of his great coaching jobs of all time. And I mean that sincerely. Uh, look, Mac Jones, they raved about him early in the season. He tailed off in a big way last season. I know the preseason doesn't matter, but the way their offense was so disjointed across the board with no coordinator and Matt Patricia and, and Joe Judge and everything else, it was a mess. Um, I don't love Tua. You know that. I do think this Miami team is more talented, though, across the board. I think they're they're a better football team. And for that reason, I'll lay the three and a half. But here's an amazing thing. I don't know if you guys know this. If he loses, if Belichick loses this game, it's the first time he's lost to four division opponents in the AFC East in a row, four times in a row. Wow. He would also be 0-4 against Tua, which is just yeah. wild. Well, he's beat him three straight times. So this would be the first time he's lost four times in a row to a division opponent. Oh, oh in his, his entire career. Yeah. Well, in, in the AFC East. I'm sure he's AFC East. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, the this was two and a half all summer. Home run spot for Miami. Mark considers these two teams close. I don't. I think Miami's much better top to bottom. Um, you know, I love the new coach in place with McDaniel. I think he's going to get the most out of that passing game, and they're going to really take off with Tyreek Hill um, and better blocking up front. Um, new England defense also lost its best player in J.C. Jackson. I know we think the, the offense is, looks like a mess, but the defense has to get over that loss too. It's going to make defending good passing attacks tougher, and I think Miami might have a good passing attack. Miami's defense has stability on the field seeing group of players that turned New England over five times in two games last year. Um, they're all back um, with uh, the addition of Ingram as a sub-package sub rusher. Um, Miami also has one of the better home field advantages in the league. Third in my raw calculations behind Green Bay and Pittsburgh. I give them the full three points for home field. So two and a half, it was a home run spot. Three, it was still a best bet. Three and a half, it's still a best bet. I think this line should be closer to six. So I love Miami in this game. I mean, I can't. I, I can't take the Pats because it was just doubling down. And I feel like an idiot. If the, the Dolphins roll. I would lean towards New England just with the three and a half. Um, still want to like, I mean, I think it's still like, you know, you, you want to give Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt. But the reality is if you took this Patriots roster and put them in, you know, um, <clears throat> like slime green Seahawks jerseys, you'd be like, this is a four win team, right? I mean, this is not, this is not a, the only reason that we're giving this team any credence is because it's the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Any like anybody else dragged Matt Patricia and Joe Judge in to run their offense, and people would be like, "This is the worst team in football." And it's it's, lot, like, it's a lot easier to give Belichick the benefit of the doubt when he has Tom Brady at quarterback. It, it sure is. Mac Jones, good good rookie year last year. He is not Tom Brady, obviously. But he tailed off the, in the down the stretch though, and that's a concern. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And so, 
you're probably right here, RJ. The Dolphins are the play. I just can't handle the idea of like all these Dolphins fans tweet. I, like, I, I couldn't read my my mentions were moving nonstop for 48 hours with Dolphin fans yelling at me like, "Tell us four and out against Belichick. Don't you know anything? Watch the game. Learn the game." Two and on. Two and two and on. Got all up in my biz, and it was. Oh, like, they're, crazy. they're crazy. They're crazy. Crazy, dude. I hope the Dolphins go 0 and 17. That's just for two and on. Um, Eagles. Minus four at the Lions over under 48 and a half, Pete. You know, we've got, a, we've got one of my all-bird Super Bowl teams here. You know about that, right? Yeah, I saw your pick. All-bird. Uh, you know there's never been an all-bird mascot Super Bowl. Boy, that would be reason enough to pick that team <laughs> who you picked. Um, I like this Eagles team a lot. I actually I saw them in Miami. Uh, they were supposed to work out with Miami, but the Dolphins had diarrhea that day and they canceled the practice, so they worked out on their own. Yeah, and that's, I still laugh about that. Back in the days, some team had a couple of players with diarrhea. You get out on the field and you just go on yourself and keep practicing, but they canceled practice. Wait, what? <laughs> they did. They canceled practice. They, wait, 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 wait. Back in the day, that they would just like poop yeah, on themselves? Because the guy would run to the portal and come back and practice. Come on. You kidding me? You cancel practice for a couple guys having diarrhea or whatever they had? Come on. Give me a break. I mean, the country's going soft, hasn't it, Pete? Yes, it has. And, and they canceled <laughs> the practice. And I went down there and watched the Eagles work and talked to some people. One of the things everybody said was how much better Jalen Hurts is at going through his reads, getting through his progressions. He was terrible at it last year. They haven't complained about him at all this summer. I think this team is loaded. I think they're deep, too. You can go too deep on that team. I love the Eagles. This is a tough game for me. I didn't want to make it a best bet because everybody's – this line would be six if it wasn't for hard knocks. I really believe that. I think mm. it would be six if it wasn't for hard knocks. Uh, but I wouldn't make it a best bet. I'm going to take – I'd lean to the Eagles, but I'm not going to get a best bet. If you canceled practice for diarrhea, then the Lions would never practice on defense. They're just – they're not a good defense. So <laughs> – so I'm positive on, on the Detroit offense this year. I think good offensive line, good skill position player, especially when Jamison Williams comes back. I think they're going to have trouble with Philly. They're good on all three levels of the defense. They upgraded at safety with C.J. Gardner-Johnson on that trade. I think the offense is going to have no problem with the Detroit defense. The O-line can handle the front, which is the one place Detroit might be a little spicy with bringing in Aiden Hutchinson for that pass rush. Uh, uh, but the back seven's weak, and Philly offense should dominate this. I mean, you compare this to the other week one lines with the teams that are favored on the road. Can't Philly be as good as San Francisco, who's a seven-point favorite? Baltimore, seven-point favorite. Indy, seven-point favorite. Denver, six-and-a-half. New Orleans, five-and-a-half. Um, I think we all kind of expect the Lions might be a little bit better than the teams those are play- those guys are playing, but they haven't done anything yet. So even if you're positive on, the, on Detroit this year, um, we're giving them, I think, far too much credit with this line. That's why I have Philly minus four as a best bet. This line should be up in that six, seven range. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles uh, minus four as a best bet as well. I got the, my Eagles. My Eagles, Debo. Are my my uh, my Eagles not your Eagles? My Eagles are going to go into Philadelphia and take care of business. The um, they're going to Detroit. Excuse me. Look, I, I, like the Lions, I like the Lions. I like Dan Campbell. I think they're fun. I think they try hard. I think they're um, going to be a, a good story to follow as they continue to try and you know win games. They went three thirteen to one last year. They aren't good. They, you know, they don't win a ton of games. Uh, they're just there's just like the Charlie Hustle angle here. And so if you can get the Eagles minus four. When, as Pete said, the line's minus six, if not for hard knocks, and it's actually moved up one. I think it was three earlier in the offseason. This Eagles team is deep across the board. Like It reminds me of 2017 in terms of their offensive line and defensive line. Um, the only difference is it's now it's Jalen Hurts in his second year as a starter instead of Carson Wentz. And so it, like the idea that Jalen Hurts can't, make it take, can't take some kind of leap forward is kind of crazy. Like He's 24 years old. 
we think of him as older because he was, you know, been in the you know, been in the public sphere for, you know, Alabama and then Oklahoma and then the draft and then Nick Foles and all that stuff. But he's still very young and could easily take a step forward. If he does, his Eagles team is going to be really good. Nick Sirianni is somehow the best coach in the entire division, which is, is crazy to say. And uh, I like the Eagles minus four in this spot. Uh, it, you know, worst case scenario, the Eagles absolutely a crater and, you know, Debo's, Debo's life and, 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 and season is ruined and he blames me for jinxing them. So I, I can roll. I can roll with that. Don't worry about it. They're not cratering. Yeah, they're not cratering. Browns at the Panthers, the Baker Mayfield revenge game. Panthers minus one and a half over under 42 and a half, Pete. He's going to start playing harder this week because he's playing a revenge game. He will. You know, oh, my God. That's the dumbest narrative I've ever heard. Does he want to beat him? Of course. Is he going to play any harder? Well, that takes away from what he's done against the other teams he plays. I don't buy it. Um, He is going to play well here. Um, I think this Carolina defense is going to be better than people think. The Browns don't uh, have, have a great passing game without Deshaun Watson in there, and they're going to be limited what they could do. So you play the run. You load up against the run. Uh, I also think the interior of the Browns defense is a major issue, major issue, and teams are going to run on them. And I think you're going to see McCaffrey run it here uh, and then get Baker outside the pocket on some of those boots and stuff. I, I like Carolina minus the points in this game. Revenge game for Baker. How about revenge game for the Cleveland defense that had to be saddled with a quarterback as not good as Baker Mayfield? And, and um, you know, the the coaching staff, we think, is good there. Um, so, I don't know. They come in. They have revenge on their minds, too. They want to knock Baker around a little bit. Uh, good luck to the Carolina offensive line. You talk about they'll be able to run the ball. I think that offensive line is still an issue, and they can rush in and make Baker uncomfortable. I think it's all on McCaffrey to score the points here. The Cleveland offense is not great with Brissett at quarterback, but I think they'll be able to hang in low-scoring games with their running game. Um, the market, I think, is a little bit too high on Carolina here, definitely too low on Cleveland with the Brissett downgrade. Um, I, I, this, this game should be pick them for me at least, maybe even Cleveland favored. I like the money line. I would love. I loved it when it was at two and a half. Briefly, it's auto play for me in a teaser. This is the first leg of my teaser, teasing Cleveland up to plus seven and a half. I like. I got the Panthers as the best bet. Um, I do believe Baker Mayfield tries harder this week. I think he comes out motivated. Look, you've seen him. He's they did it against Hugh Jackson. Remember when um, when Hugh Jackson was fired and went work for the Bengals and he's like trash talking him on the sidelines. Like I'm not saying he's gonna try harder, but he's gonna like. It's he's week gonna do- one with a new team. If they were playing the Seahawks, he'd be motivated. Give me a break. He will try harder on the field. He will care more. So next week, so next week, what he you're will care less Baker, next week. Wait, so next week, Baker Mayfield's not going to try hard enough. He's going to try less hard. <laughs> it's just that you're. It's He's going to no, care less in week two. <laughs> I, I, I hate. I hate that entire narrative. And Jamie Eisenberg brings it up all the time. I hate it. He will be prepared to do less work. So if if um they're playing the Jets next week, so if Sam Darnold wasn't hurt you're saying that they should switch quarterbacks they should actually go to sam darnold because he would care more (laughs) yes he would care more than getting the jets the care more quarterback we'll play the care more quarterback i think it's actually the browns playing playing the jets but i just wanted to bring that up yeah yeah that's fair i i i I do think it's a it's a good spot for the panthers i mean watson obviously missing the game jacoby Brissett. oh jacoby Brissett revenge game too because he's coming a homecoming game for jacoby Brissett. that's a big factor too um he went to florida he was he's an nc state guy yeah, but he went to Florida. He's from Florida. Yeah, that's how he's, he's like. So weird that he's friends with Bill Parcells. Didn't he Bizarre. go to Florida first, though? Yeah, he transferred from Florida to NC State. Yeah, so he went to Florida. He did he go to Florida. Florida. He transferred to NC State. Right. So you say Russell Wilson, the state guy or Wisconsin guy? He's a state guy. Okay. 
Well, it depends. It depends on which Russell we get. We get Mr. Uh, Mr. Unlimited. That's a, that's a Wisconsin guy. We don't want him. Um, anywho, I like the Panthers to win the game and kind of roll. I think I think Carolina with with a healthy offensive line and with a healthy Christian McCaffrey will look like a fringe, a potential fringe playoff team. I'm not saying that they're going to make the playoffs, but they could linger around long enough to try and get that number seven seed. And they're actually doing it last year. They were much, much worse. Baker is a huge upgrade over Sam Darnold. And it's just a good spot for Carolina to to pull off a win in, in week one. I don't think it's crazy because Carolina starts like 4-0, which would be absolutely wild. Um, they definitely start 1-0 in my book. Jaguars at Commanders. Commanders minus two. I hate this team so much. I hate this stupid name so much. Um, just beat the WFTs or just 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 stop with the commanders. Um, the commies, if you will. Um, Washington minus two and a half over under 44, Pete. Look, Washington has Carson Wentz playing quarterback. And the last time Carson Wentz played a game, he went to Jacksonville against the bad Jaguars team and just played dreadful football. Um, this Jacksonville defense is going to be much better, by the way. They're much improved. One of the things they couldn't do was stop the run. That led to all kinds of problems with them rushing the passer. I think getting Trayvon Walker in there to help Josh Allen will improve the pass rush. They're going to be much more athletic on defense. Offensively, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a really good year. Washington without Chase Young, uh, they're going to have to manufacture the pass rush. I think there's a little bit of an advantage on the interior for Washington, but I think this is a game Jacksonville can go out on the road and win. And I know they haven't won on the road, what is it, 17 games? But I think they they not only cover this number, I think they win this game. Love hearing that new energy in Jacksonville with a legit Super Bowl winning head coach versus the knucklehead they had last year. So um, I expect a big step forward from Lawrence. Uh, Jacksonville offense is going to have an easier time. It sounds like James Robinson is going to be ready, Pete. Is that right? Yeah, it looks like it. I, you know, I don't know how much he's going to play, but he'll get some spot in and spot out. Yeah, he. I mean – it was amazing. I was there in July. He was on the field. The guy tore his Achilles late last year. These medical advancements are incredible. Yeah, and then on the other side, you know, Washington offense has to overcome the Ryan Robinson loss. You know, they expected him to be a big part of that offense, and now they don't have him for at least four games. I think Jacksonville defense has an edge in the Wentz prep, not just from last year, but with Peterson obviously knowing Wentz so well. Um, the Washington home field advantage still one of the worst in the NFL and I'm not sure Washington is a better team than Jacksonville. Line is too high for me. I, uh, plus two and a half is a good play for me, but I made it the second leg of my teaser. Tease it up to plus eight and a half. I don't think there's any way Washington wins in a route. Yeah, I got Jackson. I've been saying Jacksonville's going to win this game for like months. Um, excuse me. Uh, look, not only do you have the Carson Wentz, like the schedule makers giving Carson Wentz back-to-back Jaguars games, but you have him against the Jaguars, who are now coached by his old pal Doug P., um, who, you know, a couple of things there with Doug. I mean, Doug, he is a huge, enormous upgrade over Urban Meyer. Like, even if he is just, like, just there and exist, he is a huge upgrade over Urban Meyer, who is almost inarguably the worst head coaching hire in the history of professional football. Um, the worst. It's like, it's, it's like, it's hard to argue that there's a worse one, right? No, he's the worst. Yeah, he's the worst of all time. Okay, all right. Yeah, just, I'm just making sure that I didn't, like, I didn't think it was crazy to suggest he's because the stories, the stories that keep coming out are even worse and worse. It's, it's just, crazy. You can't man. imagine the stuff you hear when you're around that team now. What that idiot did. Oh, is it, oh, you're saying like the stuff that you're hearing like from like around the, like, yeah, the just the, yeah, just the stuff he did and treated people, and he was just oh, bad guy, bad guy. bad coach, bad, bad, bad guy. guy, bad guy alert. Um, and again, like Doug Peterson knows everything about Carson Wentz. Like, he knows him very well, and he's going to be able to do stuff, you know, give give defensive input that's going to cause Carson Wentz to hold the ball, make mistakes. I think Jaguar, I think the Jaguars, 
if I had to pick one underdog to win outright in week one, it would absolutely be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I love them in this spot. All right. We're going to run through some some of the la- some of, some of these later games more quickly than normal this year. Um, Pete had his contract redone, and as part of his rider, he has an uh, he's allowed to leave if the show hits an hour. No, it just you drag it on too long. So na- naturally, we're going a little quicker instead of listening to your. It was, it was my idea. It was my idea. I said I'm not. I'm tired of listening to Pete prattle about these games. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, 49ers minus seven at the Bears over under 40 and a half. You know, part of me really wanted to take the Bears and pick the Bears, but I can't. They're awful. Uh, I'll take the Niners, not because of Trey Lance, but because of that roster. I'll take San Francisco's pass rush to really dominate. I lean that way, too, because I'm a big believer in Lance. I like them to cover, but I wouldn't play with the uncertainty around how he looks coming on week one. This is like the top of the range of outcomes to be a seven-point favorite. So lean that way, but if they cover, it's not going to be by too much. So I'm not interested in making a best bet. Yeah, I would much rather have them at home against like a slightly better opponent than against the Bears. So I think we have one of the worst two rosters in football, but like it's on the road, seven points is a ton. I'll be picking the Niners in, in my pick'ems league, but um, can't make them a – and I do think they're a, a reasonable survivor pick, but you know, there, there's certainly some concerns. That, you know, is Lance going to be great, come out of the gates great, or is he going you know, to stumble? I don't think either one is going to be shocking, given that they retained Jimmy Garoppolo. Ravens minus seven at the Jets over under 44 and a half. How does a Ravens uh, 49ers teaser lose? Well, Flacco uh, isn't bad, maybe. Right. Joe Flacco cares and, more. And the can the Ravens rush the passer? I mean, that's a legitimate question. I mean, you know, they like the kid from Penn State um, who was a rookie last year to come on and play well, but I, I, I got to see more from that entire group rushing the passer. I think Flacco's going to have time to throw it, and I think he's going to hit some shots. I think they stay in the game. I would lean to the Jets. Mm. Right now, week one, would you prefer having Zach Wilson under quarterback or Joe Flacco? Pete? Well, for the f- franchise, it's better to have Zach Wilson playing. For the well, immediate yeah, for development, game, I'd rather term, play Joe Flacco. I'm talking Flacco. about for this game. Wow. Yeah, so, you, play you, Joe Fla- yeah. so, so why for does the line game? move up? Yeah, why does the line move up then? Flacco's a better quarterback in a single-game situation right now, not for the right. franchise overall. Particularly so, um, against I a think team the- that's not great rushing. The- if it was a great team that could really rush the passer, that would be more concerning to me. But this team has to prove to me they could rush the passer. So I think the value's on the Jets, plus seven here. I wouldn't play it. Don't love fading the Ravens in week one. From 2017 to 2020, they combined to win their games 164 to 19. That's a 145-point margin in four games. And then they lost last year in overtime to the Ravens. But that was just a ridiculous run. So I'm always worried about that coming in and the Ravens coming out here and winning by 40 in this game. Um, but I would lean to the Jets. Yeah, I don't want to fade the Ravens either. I, 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 I think the Ravens win the Super Bowl. You know, it's Ravens-Eagles Super Bowl. So I mean, I can't exactly come out of the gates and like be like, oh, the Jets are going to beat him with Joe Flacco. That would feel stupid. But seven points I don't think they're going to beat him. I don't think they'll beat him. But I think they're going to they're going to hang around. Yeah, I mean, seven points is just a lot, and like that wouldn't be crazy for Joe Flacco to storm through the or Mike White storms through the back door and and, and punches, you know, scores a late one. They, they lose by four or something. Saints minus five and a half at the Falcons. More road chalk. Over under forty two and a half. Hmm. Thoughts. I love this defense. I, I think this defense is going to be one of the best in the NFL, if not the best in the NFL. The Saints? When I was Atlanta, there, right? Atlanta. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know the Saints. When I was in New Orleans, guys there were talking about Davenport being the best guy on the defense. Think about that for a second, because he hadn't been that. That's Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Matt Honey Badger, and they were talking about La- uh, Davenport might end up being the best on that defense this year. If they get that out of him to go with Cam Jordan. And the rest of that group, they're going to be even better on defense. I, I like them to shut down a limited offense. Remember, you got a new center and a new left guard starting in Atlanta. That's going to be a problem. 
I'll take Saints minus a point. UTSA product, Marcus Davenport, probably their first big prospect. I was I was in San Antonio when that that program came around, so I'm always eye out for those prospects. But Three first round not, picks for him too, by the way. That's not sleep on that. They traded. And he hasn't lived up to it yet. And he did lose a finger, remember? But everyone um, thought everyone thought they were trading up to get Lamar Jackson and put him in Sean Payton's offense. It was like ah, and it was like Marcus Davenport. It's like what? And they could have had Lamar Jackson where they were sitting. And yeah, had to trade up. Yeah. Um, so I, I would lean to New Orleans. The reason I'm not playing it is the New Orleans Philly game last year, where Philly ran all over New Orleans. Hurt scored three rushing touchdowns. Uh, what if Atlanta's offense is designed around Mariota's rush ability? We think Arthur Smith is a good offensive mind. Um, if he comes in and decides to make a you know very rush around and, uh, and use Mariota's legs, I think it could be similar to that game a little bit. So if New Orleans isn't ready for that style of play, I think Atlanta might be a live dog. But you, I would lean you, New Orleans. You know what, RJ? You make, that's a really good point about the, what the Eagles did to him because they were number one in run defense and they did whatever they wanted to him. But that was during the season when you don't have as much time to prepare for that style of offense. I think that takes away a little bit of the advantage here. But Philly was that. also transitioning to a different type of offense at that point, so they didn't really know what to expect. It wasn't the first game where they did that, but it was it was right. in that same time frame. And right. I just worry that if Atlanta's doing that too and you get a different offense than you expect from Atlanta, take you on, on your heels a little bit, you win the game by four instead of ten. You know, So um, I, would, I would lean New Orleans still. Uh, that's just the one thing that makes it not a, not a play for me. Yeah, I like I like the Saints in the spot. I I almost made them a a best bet and I took it off at the last second. But I mean, they're I mean, look, they're I, the Sean Payton thing. I feel like people are just glossing over the Sean Payton departure. But you know, admittedly, New Orleans has plenty of talent, and if they get good Jameis Winston, they're going to be a problem. All right. Well, also, also they have their three three top receivers weren't even they weren't even on the team last year. Yeah, that's very four, five, and six were the guys catching passes last year. This is a fair point. The other thing about the Saints, too, that um, is kind of interesting, like that I hadn't really, I guess I hadn't, I mean, I knew it, but I hadn't really realized it. Like they've got in, so they got Jarvis Landry and Tyron Mathieu. Uh, both of them are like big LSU New Orleans guys. And then Mark Ingram, who's like, you know, the heart and soul of that, that roster. Like it feels like, like that. Just from a locker room chemistry perspective, it does feel like they might have some, like some, like, like good vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and I, I look, Camara didn't look the same last year. When I saw him a couple weeks ago, he looked like old Camara. He's in. He looks like he's quicker and even more explosive than he was. That is good information to know. Now that I've not drafted him, the Steelers at the Bengals. Bengals minus six and a half over under forty four and a half. This line is bloated. Uh, look, I love the Bengals. I think they're going to be the division winner. I think they're going to be much better than they were a year ago. I don't know if they're going to get as far as they did, but they're going to be a better football team. The line will be better. But this line is too high for a division game between these two teams. And Joe Burrow had appendicitis. And I saw him walking through the locker room three four weeks ago. He looked like he weighed about 190 pounds. I don't think it's appendicitis, actually. I think it's like, I mean, the, what first appendix. First appendix, which is like worse, much worse than appendix. Because appendicitis is just like you have to get it taken out. The burst appendix is actually like, you know, you're, it's major a little. surgery. Yeah, it's dangerous. Surgery, and, right. and he did not look good. And so there's some uncertainty there. He'll get going. Don't get me wrong. But I think the Steelers are going to hang around in this game. So I'm going to take the points. 
Yeah, my power rating say the line's a little light. It should be more on, on the, the Cincy side. But with that borough angle that you're talking about, which I also have down, my lean is to Pittsburgh there. Cincy embarrassed Pittsburgh last year, 24-10 game, 41-10 game. I think this is a bit of a, of a revenge spot for Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin's going to try harder, Pete. So I know you love him. He's going harder. But this is the cir circle of the week one game here because, you know, they got beat up by the Bengals, and now the Bengals are big brother and the Steelers are little brother. And I'm sure Steelers do not like that after years of being big brother in that division. So I'm not going to go against my ratings. I'm make Pittsburgh a best bet, but something tells me to keep it close like you, so I would lean Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, uh, the, the, the Joe Burrow appendicitis thing, or the burst, the appendix thing is like is definitely concerning. I mean, when he was on TV, his head was tiny. Like I, I, I watched him walk through the locker room. He, he, I'm telling you, he looks so frail. Mm. And, and the other thing to think about, too, maybe the under is a good look here, because remember um, last year when the, the Bengals came out of the gate and were so run heavy. Like they didn't want to open up the passing game, and I think it was probably like an order, like, "Hey, don't, don't give, don't put Burrow in too many like obvious, you know, passing situations. We don't want him taking too many dropbacks, getting too many hits." I think that they may be a little bit, um, you know, a little bit conservative with their with their approach on offense if if they were worried about Burrow taking especially shots in the midside. So just something to look at with that under Raiders at the Chargers final game that we will cover. Chargers minus three over under fifty two. I said this yesterday when they asked me about this game. I said, Brandon Staley just went for it again on fourth down before the game even started. Um, I mean, against his defense, he made it. Yeah, well, he, he's he's one of those guys that has to rein it in a bit. I think he's smart in a lot of ways. He's a smart coach, and he's going to be a good coach. I think his team's much better. My biggest difference in this game will be Cleo Mack and Bosa going against that offensive line. I think they're going to be able to get pressure on Carr. I'll take the Chargers minus the points. Yeah, I have the lean for the Chargers as well. I, you know, minus three, even playing in a minus one twenty is the way to go. If it gets to three and a half, I don't like it because I think the Raiders do have some upside under Josh McDaniels. Um, I do but JC, too. JC Jackson injury isn't great going up against Devontae Adams in this matchup too. That scares me also. Um, so in the end, I just think that Chargers offense against the, the Vegas defense is too big a mismatch for the line to be only three. But once you get to three and a half, I'm completely off it. So lean to Chargers at minus three right now. Yeah, I would, uh, I would. I would lean Chargers. Although I, I think Josh McDaniels is going to be a really good head coach the second time around. I do too. I think he's going to be much better the second time around. It feels like the Raiders have been a problem for teams in Week One. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm misremembering that. Um, yeah, I, I, it's this is a close game. I wouldn't. I'm not betting on this game, but I would probably lean uh, Chargers as well. Excited to see. Like, I hope the AFC West is everything is built to be like been built up to be. Like I want it to be like like a tight race down to well. I guess I technically want the Chiefs to clinch it like Thanksgiving, but I mean, I like I want it to be like a you know I want it to be like a tight race, like crazy battles between all these. It teams. will be. Yeah, it I think will it will be. be. Who you got winning the division? Chiefs. Okay. Chargers. Chiefs. Chargers. I got Chiefs. Chargers. Raiders. Broncos. Ooh, Barry and Russell Wilson once again back to your old no, ways. I think they have issues on that team. Their line, yeah. their offensive line ain't great. That's for sure. Yeah, I think I think you exactly like that's. It's just like they're like, oh, they're just a quarterback away. It's like, eh. yeah. Take a step back defensively, too, and you don't have Vic Fangio there. Yeah, yeah I agree. absolutely. Um, all right. So that's it for the show. Those are our best bets. Um, they can't miss parlay. Giants plus five and a half. Seahawks plus six and a half. Cowboys plus two and a half or one and a half, depending on what it is, uh, when you get it. Uh, and we're going to do a little bit, tiny little nibble on the money line there. RJ's best bets. Giants plus five and a half. Cardinals plus six. Cowboys plus two and a half. 
Dolphins minus three and a half. Eagles minus four. A teaser on Cleveland and Jacksonville. Cleveland is seven and a half and Jacksonville. RJ, what'd you put in? 20 best bets this week? <laughs> Six. He's got a little robust portfolio going. I mean, uh, week one is week one is the best time to attack these lines because if you're right with your evaluations, um, right. you're going to get – the market Tons is less efficient. You know, they, they right. have coalesced around certain player values. So if, if I'm right that Jacksonville's better than we think, that line in week nine would be Jacksonville favored in Washington. And so right. you just get way much better value in week one than you do normally. So we should all be putting in eight, nine, ten best bets now right. and then three, four best bets once we – You know what? Could I put Jacksonville in? Throw them in my best bets. Okay. Yeah. So Pete's best bets – Giants plus five and a half. Casey, Arizona over 53 and a half. Seahawks plus six and a half. Texans plus seven. Green Bay, Minnesota under 47. How much you put it? 50 bets, Pete. And, uh, and, the, and the Jaguars. That's my six. That's my six <laughs> And the Jaguars plus two and a half. And my best bets are let's see, where are Cowboys. We plus don't know two, your best bets. Cowboys plus two and a half. Seahawks plus six and a half. Under Seahawks, 44 and a half. Packers minus one and a half. Eagles minus four, Panthers minus one and a half, and the Jaguars plus two and a half. Do we, we need to put the Jags in the teaser? Are the Jaguars in the, in the, in the parlay? No. No, because we're, we're going to go to four teams. We have three. Scare money, don't right, make money. Look, at, Princeton wants to get off to a good start, make it a 14 <laughs> parlay to start the season. O- only three. You want to put the Jags in, we're, we're brooting the Seahawks out. Uh, yeah, I can be talked into that. I'm okay with that. All right, let's do it. Jaguars instead right. of Seahawks. All right. We're going to regret I'm strong, that. <laughs> I'm stronger on that anyway. I have the Jaguars as a play. I put it in my teaser. But I, I think they're going to win the game, so I, I'm, I'm with you. All right, so, all right, so we changed the campus parlay. If you left, uh, apologies. It's <laughs> Giants plus five and a half, Jaguars plus two and a half, Cowboys plus one and a half. I also like that the parlay happens, uh, finish, wraps up on Sunday night. You don't need the parlay to go to Monday. Yeah, and no. if, if you left, congratulations on winning the parlay. And yeah, that's right. Yeah, stuck with the two and one. <laughs> the you may want to bet three. both parlays, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, that'll do it for us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, send us your best bets. Uh, make sure to smash that like button. Tell us your best bets in the comments. For RJ, for Pete, I'm Brinson. We will see you guys later. New CBS Monday. Federal agents. Here's where we can see them. NCIS Hawaii is back. New criminals to catch. Armed robbery, aggravated assault, murder. And new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violent Island, we got here. Welcome to paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii, Monday, 10, 9 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.